grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Please be seated. The Word of God which engages us this day is the first two verses in our Old Testament lesson, Isaiah 61. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Thus far the text. Dear friends in Christ, as the year 2017 draws to a close, what kind of a year has it been for you? Perhaps it's been one of the best years of your entire life, and you hope that every year from here on can be as great as was 2017. Or perhaps it was one of the worst years of your life, and you would like nothing more than to forget all that occurred in 2017. More likely, however, is that it was somewhat a combination of the great, the good, and the not so very good at all. Whatever 2017 was for you, God in our Old Testament lesson for today promises a year of the Lord's favor for his people nearly 2,700 years ago and for you and for me. God's people nearly 2,700 years ago needed a year of the Lord's favor, though they really didn't deserve it. They had gone off worshiping false gods. Oh, they still worshiped the true God. They went through all of the motions, but their hearts and their minds really weren't in it. They exploited and cheated one another, all the time consoling themselves with, well, after all, we are God's people. And as a result, they would see not God's favor, but first, his judgment. The Babylonians, God's agent of judgment, would overrun, would go over and conquer God's people, and many of the brightest and the best would be carted off into captivity in Babylon. And there they would need a year of the Lord's favor even though they didn't deserve it. But in spite of the fact that they didn't deserve it, God provided a year of his favor, so to speak. He arranged to have his people released from their captivity in Babylon. He did exactly what he promised in our Old Testament lesson for today. He would bind up the brokenhearted. He would bring release to those who were captives and in bondage. A faithful remnant would return to their homes. They would rebuild Jerusalem. They would rebuild the temple. They would rebuild the city walls. God had done just exactly what he promised for his people. He had given them a year of his favor, even though they didn't deserve it. But there is something much bigger much greater and more grand going on in our gospel lesson for today. For as great as it was that God released his people from their captivity nearly 2,700 years ago, the promise for a year of the Lord's favor 
also applies to you and to me today. For we too need a year of the Lord's favor. But why is that, you might ask? We haven't been conquered by a foreign country. We're not in exile somewhere. We haven't run off and worshipped the false gods. Or have we at times? Have we really feared, loved, and trusted in God above all things, as Luther puts it, at all times and in all places? Have we worshipped at times like our spiritual forefathers with our hearts and our minds very distant? Have we really loved our neighbor as ourself, especially those we find challenging to love? We, too, need a year of the Lord's favor. And the good news in our Old Testament lesson for today is that God grants that year of favor to us as well. And we really have to ask ourselves, in order to see this, who is the one speaking in our Old Testament lesson for today? Who is the one who is the Lord's anointed? Who is the one on whom the Spirit of God rests? Who is the one whom God has selected to announce the year of the Lord's favor? To answer that question, we need to go to Luke chapter 4. Jesus visits his hometown synagogue in, uh, in Nazareth on the Sabbath day. And he has handed the scroll of the scriptures, specifically the scroll of the prophet Isaiah. And he opens up that scroll to our text for today. And he reads the very same words that I read to you just a few minutes ago. And then he rolls up the scroll, hands it back to the attendant, and sits down to teach. And begins teaching the people by saying, Today, this scripture has been fulfilled in your hearing. In other words, the one who is the Lord's anointed, the one on whom the Spirit of God rests, the one who is here to announce the year of the Lord's favor in our Old Testament lesson is none other than the pre-incarnate Jesus Christ himself. He is the one on whom the Spirit came down and anointed at his very baptism in the Jordan River, coming down in the form of a dove, signifying God's favor, God's selection of him. And as if that were not enough, the voice of the Father was heard, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. The one on whom the Spirit rests, the one who is the anointed of God, the one who has come to announce the year of the Lord's favor, is none other than Jesus Christ himself. And of course, he did a lot more than merely announce the year of the Lord's favor. He is the one sent by God to bring it about, to enact it, to bring it to full fruition. Notice in our Old Testament lesson for today that this year of the Lord's favor is accompanied by a day of the vengeance of our God. A day when God will execute vengeance upon all of his enemies. 
a day when God will go into battle and fight for his people, a day when God will defeat all the enemies that are his and that are his people's. That day of vengeance is the day that Jesus was hung on a cross. And there he single-handedly defeated all of our enemies, sin, death, and the grave. He defeated sin by taking our sin upon himself and suffering the consequences that we should have suffered. He defeated death, the penalty for sin, by dying the death that we should have experienced. And he defeated the grave, the place of the dead, by rising triumphantly, victoriously from it, physically, bodily rising from it. And by the unmerited favor of God, his grace toward us, Christ's victory is our victory. God has been faithful just as he promised in our Old Testament lesson. We who were held in bondage, we who were captive to sin, death, and the grave have now been set free in this year of the Lord's favor. And there is coming an even greater day of the vengeance of our God, the day when Christ returns. On that day, we will not only be free from our captivity by sin, death, and the grave, but sin, death, the grave, and Satan will be removed from our entire existence. They will be done away with completely and totally on the ultimate day of the vengeance of our God. And on that day, we will enter into an eternal year of the Lord's favor. You know, today is a special day in the season of Advent. You might have noticed that we have three candles lighted, and the pink candle, which unfortunately has gone out, is supposed to be lighted as well. It was lighted. The pink candle signifying joy, and technically speaking, this day is referred to as Gaudete Sunday, from the Latin for joy or rejoice. But maybe you don't feel much like rejoicing this morning as you think back to the past year. Maybe you don't feel much like rejoicing as you think about the coming year. Or maybe you don't feel much like rejoicing due to all you have to get done in the next week before Christmas. We can tend to focus so much, can't we, on our everyday circumstances and conditions and make that determine everything for us. If everything lines up perfectly in our life, if everything comes together, then maybe, just maybe, we'll be ready to rejoice. But Gadati Sunday rejoicing is not rejoicing that denies the reality of our lives. Rather, it invites us and encourages us to see a greater reality, a bigger reality. Namely, that we who are poor in spirit have had the good news preached to us. That we who were captive and bound by sin, death, and the grave have been set free. That we who mourn have been comforted. God has been faithful. And by his grace, we have entered into 
the year of the Lord's favor. Amen. And now may the peace of God that passes all understanding guard our hearts and our minds in this one true faith unto life everlasting. Amen. We confess the Christian